Uh, as mentioned earlier, I mean, the whole of New Zealand knows a, a huge Sunday of boxing for New Zealand boxing fans. Joe Parker back in and a meaningful fighter. Uh, could well be a historical fight and uh, very much looking forward to pick this man's brains. He's a senior writer for Ring Magazine. He's been on the show before. Michael Montero joins us. G'day, Michael. How you doing? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, great, mate. Look, we we have a whole heap of anticipation down here in New Zealand for this Joseph Parker fight. Where does it sit um, for the world of boxing this weekend? Is it is it merely just a ripple, or is there a little bit more importance placed on this battle? I think it's a pretty important fight because you know Joseph. He's had a world title before. He's been in the ring with some of the top heavyweights in the world. And these two fought, him and Derek Chisora fought in May. It was a very, very close fight. Uh, Parker was down early in the fight, but finished strong to pull it out. So I think people are anticipating this rematch. And the thing is, you know, several fights that we've had scheduled for later this month, they've been postponed due to COVID restrictions and things like that. So uh, this is one of the b biggest fights on a schedule for the rest of the year, literally. Yeah, and I see um, on the ring, uh, it's actually ringtv.com, which is your wonderful website. I just did a click before you do your own uh, ratings uh, for heavyweight boxes, well, for every division, and, of course, Fury top, Usyk second. Then you go Joshua, Wilder, White, Parker. So, obviously, you guys know a heap about boxing. You rate our boy. Absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely a top 10 uh, we have him rated top five right now as a heavyweight. And as I mentioned before, he's been in with some of the best heavyweights. He he fought Anthony Joshua, Dillian White. He beat Andy Ruiz to, to win that world title about four or five years ago. So he's an experienced heavyweight. The one thing with Joseph Parker is I think a lot of people are waiting for him to show us that extra dimension. Mm. He has all the punches. He's got a great chin. He's got power. I think he has underrated athleticism and defensive skill. But on paper, he should stop Derek Chisora. He should make a statement when he gets in the ring with him this weekend. And that's what we're waiting to see. I, wrote, I read a great column on you, Meg, actually. Um, and there is a lot of quotes from Derek Chisora. And he feels like he's been quite hard done by in previous fights um, by the judges. He's, he says, I'm not a fashionable fighter. I'm always up against the more popular person. And he's had enough. And uh, he's actually picked out Joe Parker's game plan. He said, he'll try and make me tired, take me into the championship rounds and uh, beat me towards the end of the fight. And that's pretty much exactly what Joe Parker has said he's going to do. Who will win the Battle of Styles, do you think? Well, you know, Derek Chisora has been in there with everybody. He, mm. He's fought literally every great heavyweight in, in the previous era and this era. I mean, he fought Vitaly Klitschko, if you go back far enough. So he's fought Tyson Fury twice. So he's seen every single style, and he's going to be able to make adjustments to whatever Parker does. The difference is, I think, Chisora does have stamina issues, and he tends to fade later in fights. So I think if Parker can get through the early onslaught and weather that early storm, as the fight gets into the later rounds, that's going to benefit Joseph. And I think he's going to win this fight by late knockout. I really do. What do you think he could glean the most in his new training camp? He's surrounded by Tyson Fury and even Tyson's dad. Um, what, what's, what do you think the most notable addition to his arsenal will witness, having been in that setup for a few months now? Well, I mean, Tyson Fury is the number one heavyweight in the world. Uh, when you're around the top guy, 
you, that that's going to rub off on you. And I think just being around Fury in that camp and absorbing some of that greatness through osmosis, uh, I think that that's going to give him a confidence in coming into this rematch. You know, he's, he's shared 12 rounds with Chisora already. He's seen everything he has to offer. And being around Fury, the number one heavyweight in the world, and Fury also has been learning that crunk gym style, that Detroit gym style, mm. come forward, offense, punches and bunches, throwing punches with bad intentions. If Parker picked up any of that, that's really going to benefit him because he's a strong, powerful puncher. And I think if he comes forward on Chisora, he really can get him out of there. Now, one of two things is going to happen in this fight. Uh, you don't have to be Einstein. Joseph Parker wins. Joseph Parker loses. Let's go Joseph Parker wins. What does the next 24 months look like for him if on Sunday New Zealand time his hand is raised? I think it's going to be in line for another title shot within the next year or so. I think uh, he's highly rated with the WBO. And uh, if he if he wins this fight and wins in impressive fashion, he moves w way up on their ratings. Uh, Alexander Usyk currently has that title, and he has three of the four titles. And, of course, they're both represented by Matchroom Boxing, the, the same promotional outfit. So um, I think that a fight between them would be easy to make. And I think that within the next 12 to 18 months, we could see Parker lined up for another title shot. And that's what he wants. And what happens to his career, heaven forbid, um, uh, New Zealand will go into mourning. But uh, pe people are saying, you know, if he doesn't win this, he's finished. I don't believe that. He, he's too good to be finished. But what, what sort of path would it look like um, should he lose this fight? You know, honestly, I, he's, he's not going to be finished. He, you're right. He's too good to be finished. But he'd probably get knocked out of the top 10 in the ratings, uh, especially if he loses by, by knockout, you know, if it was a decisive mm. loss. Uh, if it was controversial decision or something, that's different. But if it's a decisive defeat, I think he's, he's going to – he won't be seen as a top heavyweight anymore, and he's in danger of becoming a gatekeeper. You know, so you don't want to go into that status because mm. that's when things can get really difficult for you in terms of negotiating big fights and things like that. I want to ask you about a couple more heavyweights before we um, let you go about your evening. Uh, talking to Michael Montero from uh, The Ring magazine, ringtv.com, for all the great stories. Uh, the first one I want to ask you about, Deontay Wilder. Uh, where's he at? What's he up to? It's hard to say. He's hinted at retirement in a couple of recent interviews. Um, you know, he had he had three tough fights with Tyson Fury, but of course the last two were brutal. Mm. And those were the last two fights he's had over the last two years. So the, the thing is with Wilder, he's a popular fighter and he could come back next year and maybe fight somebody like Andy Ruiz and they can put that on pay-per-view in America, and it'd actually do numbers. It would sell a fight between the two of them. So if he wants to come back and get some more big paydays, he's he absolutely has options. If Anthony Joshua were to lose in the rematch to Alexander Usyk, a fight between Wilder and Joshua is still big business. So he has options. But hinting at retirement, generally speaking, when a fighter starts doing that, they're almost kind of you know mentally there. And it's not, I don't know if he does come back, maybe he should test the waters against a, a top 20 heavyweight and not go right to another top 10 just to see where he's at.
The other one I wanted to ask you about, um, and you touched on Andy Ruiz Jr. Of course, we got got to see him up close when he came down to Auckland and New Zealand to fight for the WBO. Uh, ticked my bucket list of going to a world heavyweight title fight. Thank you, Joseph Parker, for bringing it to New Zealand. Uh, but I was so impressed, not only with Andy Ruiz as a person, but I think his body shape hides a very skillful, very quick uh, heavyweight boxer and what needs to happen for him almost to take himself seriously or, or realise his true potential. I think there's a fantastic heavyweight boxer in there. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Andy Ruiz has a reputation in boxing. I mean, I lived out in Los Angeles for 10 years and Andy Ruiz, of course, is from that Southern California area. And he had a reputation with with all the gyms and everything out there of just being inconsistent. He's one of those guys that is so talented and so relaxed and comfortable in the ring that he can kind of, you know, give it 50% in training and show up in the fight and still do well enough to win most of the time. For him, it's just about consistency, staying busy, and keeping that weight down. He needs to get that weight under 250 pounds. If he does that and he fights three three or more times a year, I think he's a top heavyweight in the world. Mm, I'm with you. Last last question. Um, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. Is this Mayweather Pacquiao revisited where we just have to wait for years and years and years? Or can you see this fight being made? It depends. So so right now, of course, Oleksandr Usyk, the Ukrainian, he beat Anthony Joshua this year mm-hmm. and took all of his titles. But there was a rematch clause in the contract that they signed, and, and Joshua's side enacted that clause. So they will do a rematch at some point in the first half of 2022. Should Joshua win that rematch, then, of course, there's the possibility that we could see Fury in Joshua. Should Usyk win, perhaps it's Fury in Usyk. Of course, monetarily, the business of boxing would much rather see Fury in Joshua. It's just a much bigger fight financially. Uh, so anything's possible. But at first, you know, Tyson Fury is going to have a mandatory to take care of. That's Dillian White. So he has to defend his title against Dillian White. And then Joshua and Usyk have to fight each other again. After those two fights, perhaps at long last, later next year, we can get full heavyweight unification. Now, I said that was my last question. Whenever I say that, I think of another one, and I have. Uh, <laughs> we ring you this day next year. Who's holding the belts? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, at heavyweight? Yep. Um, y- you know what? My answer won't be popular. I'm going to say Alexander Usyk. Mm. I-, I-, I think that he... He lives and breathes boxing 24-7, and I just think that he's got Anthony Joshua's number. I think that rematch will be a much tighter fight than the first one, though. But I think he edges it, and then against Tyson Fury, I just don't know about him because his life outside the ring is so chaotic, and, and you just don't know what kind of condition he's in mentally, physically. Usyk is in shape. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, you know? So, so I'm going to take the, the upset and I'm going to say this time next year, Alexander Usyk is your uh, unified undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Fantastic. And that's why we get you on Michael Montero, not afraid of an opinion. Uh, We really appreciate you coming on the show. Our listeners appreciate your thoughts and insights from ring magazine. Thank you so much and have a wonderful Christmas. Thank you. Same to you. And uh, let's do it again soon. 
sure. Michael Montero, I do love talking uh, the pugilist sport, the Marquis of Queenbury rules. Um, Michael Montero, Ring Magazine. Dot, uh, sorry, it's ringtv.com. So many good articles, all of their ratings, wonderful boxing writers. That's where you can catch up with it um, all on there. Let's take some new sport and weather from our great mate, Johnny Mack.